What's up, everybody? We back at it again. The Mindless Men, episode X. This is Cam out. I don't give a cam. This is Kabeen at Trey XO. Follow me on everything you already know. This is Moses at Top Notch Musa. Follow me on everything. And today we got a special, special guest, Mr. Aquay, Mr. Mark, big brother. How you doing, man? Introduce yourself. Man, good. Love. Thank y'all for having me. How's everybody doing? My name is Mark Aquay. You can follow my uh, new venture at iSplatter, I-S-P-L-A-D-R. Yo, so I've been bumping all this new music lately, and all I want to say is you niggas lied to me. Like, y'all lied blatantly to my face, and it's really insulting to me and my family. Fucking Tiana Taylor dropped a bomb Who's y'all? Who's y'all? Niggas on y'all? Twitter, niggas on Twitter oh, were Twitter chatting. lied to you, nah. They were the chatting. People you followed, the people you followed <laughs> lied to you, like. Yeah, that's a different world. But we ain't gonna even get too deep into that. We gonna get to the root of the fucking problem, right? Which the is? reason why niggas didn't like that Tiana Taylor shit is because the man behind the beats, Kanye West. Kanye West. Wait, but he's been—he's always been a great producer. He's been a great producer, but he's not a great person. That nigga has been on some fuck shit lately. Like bro. what? Like you ain't see the shit that he was saying on TMZ about how slavery is a choice, and this nigga been. Out here rambling and basically just like making it seem like racism doesn't exist and classism is the new racism and all this other bullshit. Hanging out with Trump wearing fucking MAGA hats and shit like that's he's being used as a tool like that shit is not cool. So do you think his personal life and his music always needs to go hand in hand? You can't separate those personally? Me, personally, I got to separate the two. Like, I have... Like, I can't separate the two, I mean. I cannot separate the two. Like, because they feed off of each other. Your music will get into your personal life. Your personal life is shown in your music. How y'all feel about it? I feel very uncultured right now because I don't know much about (laughs) what's happening with Kanye. But from what I'm hearing, it sounds pretty crazy. I mean, I, I heard something about... The slavery is a choice thing. Yeah, but that speaks for itself. I mean, if you want to say, I, how, how do you sit here and say slavery is a choice? See, like, I don't know, man. For me, I actually I feel like normally when I have these discussions, I have like the unpopular opinion mm-hmm. about you know his perspective and such. I feel like if you hear like the context of when he was speaking, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel like he was actually speaking about that period of time. Yeah, right. Like he, when you hear him, he was talking about. You know, how a lot of people make choices today, mm-hmm. right, that keep them in, in the conditions that, they're st- that they still have, mm-hmm. that, you know, they exist in, as opposed to making decisions that enable their own freedom, right? For example, on his album, right? Yeah. Which one recent? Yeah, on Ye, what just dropped. He has a line where, I'm going to fuck it up, but he was like, they told me build your own. I told him how. Yeah, what was it? They, they said, told me build your own. I said how, how Sway. Or is it the other way around? They said I said slavery is a choice. They said how? Yeah. 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 There we go. Right? Yeah. That line to me embodies this whole thing, right? Because mm-hmm. there was a point in time where he felt like he couldn't build his empire. He couldn't he couldn't fund the things that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Basically saying like, yo, they're marginalizing me. They're holding me back because I'm black. I can't fit into this community that I'm trying to be a part of, mm-hmm. right? Which is essentially saying that he can't do the things that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when he was saying that, everybody was like, yo, you could build your own. You could do this. You could do that, right? Yeah, yo, don't worry that. about race. Like, you can mm-hmm. overcome. You can find funding. You can do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal when he blew up on Sway. Obviously, it was more so because, you know, he was crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, now he's saying, yeah, like slavery's a choice. And like when he had said that on the song, it was powerful to me because I was like, damn, that's him overcoming him, like doing all this Wyoming stuff and trying to do the whole real estate and all that that he's doing out mm-hmm. there and all the development. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's him realizing like, yo, there are ways where you can navigate around the system. Obviously, it's easier for him when you have so much money. But like there was a point in time where he had those same resources and he felt like it was impossible. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of goes to show you that no matter where you are, how much money you have, you can still put yourself in the headspace where you're not able to accomplish things. Using that verbiage and doing all of that with Trump just makes it seem like a terrible analogy altogether, regardless yeah. of what, even if it means that. Facts. I don't think it should have been like yeah. explained like that. Like, I think for me, I've done that where I've tried to make a point, but I use horrible examples. Never that bad. So just to give more context, what he said was, people were slaves for 400 years. That sounds like a choice because it was so long and you didn't realize how to get out of it. And that was a horrible that's, example. Yeah, I know when I heard fun, that, yeah. I had to pause the video. I'm like, Kanye, I love you, but yeah, you saying no, so I can't shit. agree with that at all. Like, But for me personally, I don't know. I could separate the music from the person, even though it's like it's, it's supporting him. Like you support him, you listen to the music, you put money in his pockets. You're supporting his thoughts in some sort of way. Uh, I don't know. I kind of take into account that I don't know how true it is, but so supposedly he has mental issues. Mm-hmm. He says he's bipolar. I'm pretty sure he's taking medication. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to try to correct himself. So it's like he understood it was a mistake. I don't know how truthful that is, but for me, I could kind of separate the two. I think he corrected like, the way he said yeah, you know, I think he was talking about the way he said it or delivered it, but I think he, his perspective on it still stays the same. About the choice being a slave? I, I think. That's kind of what I interpreted. He has like a New York Times article. I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I don't know. It came out and gave like some more perspective, I guess. So this mental health thing is an assumption or is this like a fact? I think it's a fact. I think like he's really bipolar and he's really like going through a whole bunch of shit. In his head, that makes it harder for him to grasp certain concepts, but you can't really use that as a crutch because you should have resources available to you that'll help you in that situation. I don't want to come off as insensitive, but like I feel like in his position, he can't use that as a crutch versus people that can't find medicine versus people that can't get help, you know? Yeah, I agree, especially with... um. It's crazy because as a minority, as a Latin man or a black man, you know, we're never given that crutch, especially like white people could, you know, mm-hmm. shoot a school up, mm-hmm. you know, they have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's so crazy to, to think that someone with a mental illness, not saying Kanye specifically, but in general, someone with a me- mental illness that's a minority, you know, they'll get judged so hard mm-hmm. about um, something they say. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's completely wrong, but you know, as a if you were white, you know, it's like, oh, he has such and such, you know, give him a pass. Something that bothers me is that this shit is a wide ass spectrum, but in minorities and like our communities, it's extreme. Like extreme it, points. Like. It is extreme points, and people like like your parents or older people boil down to like, yo, you're just going through something. Like, oh, you're just being crazy. Like when it's somebody's like mental like structure like it's really something like that's happening chemically in their brains that's making them act a certain way and you're like boiling it down to like something like they're just going through emotions or something like that like 
mental illness is not taken seriously in the black latin minority community like and that's like really fucked up to me like that has to change i agree i mean i i feel like there's two sides of it too Mm -hmm. though you know what i mean like especially as i think about like somebody like a kanye Mm -hmm. um there's two things i feel like yo real about mental health not being respected in the community Mm -hmm. i mean there's countless times countless times i've heard people refer to like praying away these kind of things right yeah you can't like, yo, you can't shit, you know what i mean if it's if it's a mental illness it's a mental illness yeah. you know but that said i do feel like there's certain things that as a community are also insensitive to you know people's reactions to, to things right when mm-hmm. i think about kanye and or even like a drake right where like you know they're, they're running joke about him being emotional or whatever mm-hmm. right like there's a an insensitivity i feel like to men and male figures being able to have the opportunity to express themselves freely. Mm-hmm. Like for Kanye to come out and feel like someone who he idolized was his best friend mm-hmm. that didn't show up at his wedding. You know what I mean? Like, and he wanted to express that. I feel like that's a valid reason to be really upset with someone. You know, now did, you know, Jay have some reasons for not going and all that? For yeah, sure. But definitely. like he was being expressive in that. And I feel like people look at those kind of things and they're like, yo, but he went on stage and he like, I feel like there's a few things that are going yeah. on there. There's mental health, there's drugs, there's, you know, but yeah. like at the end of the day, that's a man like that has something to get off his chest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're not receptive to that either. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because especially as a man, I know for me at times when I was in college, I got hit with some hard, I don't know if it was technically depression, but I felt depressed and I didn't really know how to talk about it. I didn't know exactly who I can, or I knew I can go to people. But I didn't feel comfortable going to them. And it was just weird, especially, you know, being a man. You got to handle all that. Or at least that's how I was raised and that's what I was taught. I got to keep it in because I don't want to look like Kanye. I don't want right. to start yelling out my how I feel about how I feel and look crazy. And this just always been a struggle. You know, I'm starting to learn now. The more I grow, the more uh, diverse of a group I'm starting to get into. You know, people handle things differently. I'm trying to learn from that. But... Growing up, that is really, really tough, and that causes some type of PTSD, like PTSD, right? Post traumatic stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that causes some type of that. Like, you know, after twenty three years of that, I can't just fix that within one year. So this is a lifelong thing I'm trying to work on, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people out there that's trying to work on that. Like, Do y'all feel like we have the tools to cope? Um, not necessarily, but they are being given to us in due time. But not really, especially from the communities that we come from. Where it's not looked upon as something seriously, it is kind of hard, harder to receive help. All right. Can I, you I think the the tools are there, but like Moises was saying, as a man, a lot of a lot of men tend to decide to overlook the tools because they want to handle everything on their own. And then people like Kanye, people that want to express everything, everyone is everyone else judges them so much to the point where anybody else out there who are having mental health feel, uh, problems or anything like that. They're not going to want to speak up. Nobody really pays much attention to the real problems until someone goes and does something crazy, like shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's when everybody starts caring and mm-hmm. wants to feel sorry and thinks about everyone else, basically. And I see that as a like a huge issue. Yo, so I'm, I'm going to take it there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll cool with it. But nah, I feel like the importance of talking about these kind of things, like I, I think, yeah, I commend people like the Coles, right, that put out things like KOD. Mm-mm. That are starting to have these discussions on addiction, mm-hmm. mental health, depression, right? Like, yo, did y'all hear uh, the J Rock album that just came? out? J Rock yeah. album, like that, great. Right. great. Yeah. And so you know, the out of sight, out of yeah. out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Cole, yeah, I'm listening to Cole's joint, and I'm like, yo, is he good? Mm. Like, you know, his verse he's talking about, 
Yo, like Promethazine in a baby bottle. Right. Yeah. Fantasizing about blowing my nose off. Yeah. Like, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm listening. I'm like. Off. Like, he was snapping. Right. But I'm, you know, and I'm like worried, right? As a fan, I'm like, damn. Like, yo, he's. Like, I know he was talking about it on KOD, but like, part of me feels like, yo, maybe that's part of the process mm-hmm. of healing, right? Because mm-hmm. we've, never, we've never been open to have those conversations. And if you're thinking it already, then what's the harm in expressing it? Like, I'm hearing it as a fan concern, like, yo, this dude's on the edge, mm-hmm. right? But, like, maybe you've been on the edge already anyway. And maybe it's more therapeutic to have those conversations, to put it out in the open so that people can start having those discussions. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, yo, like, all right, this is where you are. How can I support you, right? Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's value to it. And I think that, like, the other side of, like, the whole KOD piece and everything he's been talking about on that is, you know, like, the reliance or, like, dependence on, like, drugs and such, mm-hmm. right? And, like, how, you know... There's a lot of references to promethazine and Zanny and mm-hmm. uh, some of these things like to help cope with like those mental issues. Like, how do you feel about the climate? With a lot of people, if we talking about the tools, I think some people are misusing things that exist, like the Zannies or yeah. You know, how do y'all feel about people utilizing those as outlets? Uh, I wanted to go back on what you were saying. Like, do we have the tools? For me, I know we have the tools, but it's just like if you're not trained to use a certain tool. You know you're gonna be scared to use it. Yeah. If you're growing up and you never saw a chainsaw, I'm not touching that thing because that's scary. Facts. I'm not gonna use. It. I'm gonna use what I know, hammer, which might be some people's ante. If I grew up being taught how to use that tool, which is the drug, that's what I'm gonna use. Some people don't know how to use, you know, the best tools, but it's also scary to know that if this is my only option. I'm gonna take it. For Zan, pop a half. You all be sleep. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sleeps. Or one more thing. People don't even know how to express it. So maybe that's... I'm not saying that's J. Cole really crying out for help, but maybe that could be his cry out for help. Right. And he just didn't know how to express it. Facts. How can I ask for help? This is how I'm going to ask for it. Nobody's offering it. Fuck it. Give me the Zans. Right. That's real. I mean, people go through that. I was going to say celebrities, which they definitely have, but like Mm -hmm. people in general go through that all the time. But there's so much music that sounds exactly the same, that it's going to get completely overlooked mm-hmm. by people who aren't really digging that deep to really think about if someone's actually having a problem yeah. in general. Uh, but there's so much music like that that a lot of people are just going to overlook anybody who's saying anything remotely similar. Like, if I hear something like that, I don't analyze lyrics as much as Kabeen analyzes lyrics. I'm going to sing along and say exactly what he's saying. So mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff gets overlooked now. I think if people are really having issues... I like how XXX Temptation did it in some of his albums. How his intro would always be how He's this like, is how I'm feeling you? right now. You're going into my mind. Mm-hmm. I want all of you to understand how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and just know that there are other people out there that are feeling the same way as me. That's real. Yo, I love the way he opens his projects. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, like, you have to have an open mind. Yeah. And if you don't have an open mind, then like basically tune out. Don't listen to this. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I really like his music. But for him, he didn't have a like mental disorder. He was just well, not that I know. Did do y'all know? He I don't know. I, I personally, don't. I don't think he had a diagnosed like professional diagnosed mental order. Maybe he did, but for him, he was really he was really wilding. I'm not gonna say it was real or anything, but if he felt like he had a problem, and somebody somebody who's listening to that intro, they're gonna be like, oh, he's serious. He thinks he has a problem. He might need help. But anybody oh, who's hearing an yeah. actual lyric in a song, yeah. they're not going to think about that. They're just going to sing along. They're going to think, this is a song. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to have fun. Even if it's a song talking about 
something crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is tough though, right? Because like we all like as humans, we're all artists in our own work, in our own right, right? So it's like difficult to. It's it's sad, right? That only certain channels, I guess, are more well received than others. Mm-hmm. You know, like if somebody's crying out, like I mean, I, you were talking Moises about some of his personal kind of behavior, right, in society mm-hmm. and the things that he was getting involved with. It's an interesting point to like even think about like whether that was a cry out for help in some ways, right? Like whether you know some of that reckless behavior may have been, I don't know, a reflection of these personal feelings, uh, Cam, that you mentioned that he's talking about in his intros and such. Like, do y'all feel like? Do you ever feel like when someone is doing things like that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know too much about his life, but I've heard he lived kind of recklessly. Um, do you feel like maybe some of those things are for him lashing out? I'm pretty sure he was depressed or he had feelings of depression because there would be times where he'd be talking about suicide and like how he want to blow his fucking brains out and mm. all that type of wild shit. But at the same time, like he has to be held accountable for some of his actions. Like, I don't know how far it is, so I can't crucify him even like RIPX. Like I was a fan of his music and I... I am a fan of his music. I still love his music and all that stuff. But I need to know the facts. I need to know what really happened because it's a lot of he says, she said. And, like, he's been accused of abusing her. And if he actually did abuse her, he can't use his depression or anything else as a crutch because that's just not okay. You cannot put your mental illnesses on other people, like... And have it be justified. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. For him, I find it a little bit more easier to forgive him. And I know for a lot of people, once he died, mm-hmm. so he died and they were like, I don't care if he died. Mm-hmm. Some people were going as far as good thing. Good. He died good. Because of, like, he beat his girlfriend up or, well, I don't know if it was his girlfriend, but he beat some girl up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, domestic violence and all that. So they were like, get rid of him. But for me, from what I've saw on like his social media... Even up until the last day when he was alive, he was promoting, like, for me, I saw a change. Yeah. He was promoting, like, giving a voice to people that don't really have a voice. He was promoting being yourself. He was promoting seeking help. And that, to me, speaks that he was trying to change. Maybe he wasn't, I don't know if he would ever have gotten better, but the point that he was really trying to make other people better, as well as trying to make himself better, for me, that gives me the ability to forgive him. Yeah, it shows growth. And sure. I could, like, listen to his music without feeling like I'm supporting something evil. Even though he's dead, um, I don't feel bad for listening to his music. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with both of y'all. Like, a lot of people overlook the good things if there's a lot of bad things involved. So I don't know much about the whole domestic violence thing either. But I agree with Kabeem when he said everyone should be held accountable for their actions regardless of the situation. But the things that some people are saying about him, I don't think it holds real value. They're just... Saying stuff just to say it. Mm-hmm. You talking about the good things? Oh, the bad things. I'm glad he's dead or yeah, like, all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah, they're just saying they, they don't really know everything that happened. They don't know what was going on in his life. They don't know what really happened with the girl that supposedly got hit or mm-hmm. whatever. So I feel like a lot of people are just throwing stuff out. Me personally, I, like I said, I don't know much, but I don't think any of that stuff should have happened. Mm-hmm. I was one, I didn't listen to his music much beforehand. I listened to some of it. I started to listen to a little bit more after he was killed, and I'm the only thing that changes is that I'm thinking a little deeper into his music. So I'm really starting to understand a little bit more of how what he was going through just this entire time, and I'm kind of like coming to the conclusion that he really did have a problem. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, 
but people need that time, right? Like mm-hmm. that you guys were speaking about. I saw a post and like it was so powerful to me. I know people have rebuttals to it and such, mm-hmm. but somebody was talking about how Malcolm X, mm-hmm. had he died at 20, you know, he would have died a drug addict and a criminal and a thief, right? Or even like, yo, I didn't even know this one. Maya Angelou was a prostitute? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, apparently that was in her 20s. And, you know, obviously she grew up to to be one of the most impactful women ever, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and heal the lives of so many others. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, if you were to take a snapshot of her first 20 years and then her next 20 years, and you compare the two. Vastly different. Yeah, drastically it's different. It's impossible. Right. You know, like, and so sometimes people grow, you know, people don't always grow into those things. We don't always have those success stories, but... I mean, I agree. People have to be held accountable. But I just think like celebrating a death in the sense of like, yo, I'm happy he's gone or he deserved it. That's sick. That's cruel, man. You know, because people need that time to like develop and have those life-changing experiences, whether it be through people they meet, whether it be through religion, whatever, you know, your kind of epiphany is. I feel like everyone deserves that opportunity to turn things around. So it's like, kind of sucks when people put fate into their own hands and and go and end somebody's life prematurely. Mm Mm-hmm. I know one. Re- I saw that same post, and a big rebuttal people were saying was that you didn't know if he was gonna like have change, a better outcome. Yeah. You didn't know if he was gonna change, but I mean, yeah, we didn't know, but he was definitely showing signs of it. Right. He was yeah. definitely progressing. He wasn't beating up more women. I mean, if he wasn't going to change, did he deserve to die? Yeah, he did. I mean, I'm saying like that's a good point. Oh. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying he deserved <laughs> to die. Right, <laughs> but it, a, that, it is a good point. Yeah, and even if you don't see signs, right, to that point. Yeah. Like, maybe he wasn't going to change, and maybe you never saw signs. But, you know, whatever day that was Malcolm's epiphany, or whatever day was Maya's epiphany, mm-hmm. right? One day before that, there was there was some point, right, where the light bulb had yeah. switched. But the day before that, if you hadn't seen that, where, you know, they had mm-hmm. that, that actual epiphany, they would you would have been looking at them like they, they should have died, too, yep. for the people that have that perspective, mm-hmm. right? So it's not yeah, a fair yeah. perspective to have. Cause it's really like it really was like a moment in time, and it's hard to like feel like you need to see an indication before now they they deserve to be alive again. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah. All right, we gonna tone it down a little bit. About to go on to this music break. Here's DJ Wet Booty. Clap that ass on the ones and twos. Let's keep making hits. We gon' end up rich. Pull up on the shawty with a budget. Now she wanna love me like a husband. Show me to her mama and her cousin. Girl, I hate to break it to you. We just fucking. I got bitches you could fit in where you like, yeah, yeah. Got you wishing you could skip in front the line, yeah, yeah. If I told her, bitch, I love her, then I lie, yeah, yeah. If she tripping, then I kick her to the side, yeah, yeah. yeah. She don't want no time, she just want my time, peace. I don't want no wife, girl, you're just my side piece. Shorty, you be wildin', tryna tame me. But shawty, I'm a player, you can't play me Cause I be switching bitches on the daily Yeah, they be catching feelings on the daily Yeah, I'ma keep it pimping on the daily Yeah, I ain't looking for no little baby Cause I love all my ladies All my girls across the globe I don't think one could make me Let them all go let the red receipt show on they phone So they get the message to leave me alone FaceTime from bitches I don't even know Want my attention, you desperate little hoes If I fall in love, I'm like, what's come over me? I was drunk as fuck, 
you don't know the soul about me Keep the penny talk, foreign bitches roll my weed yeah. Overseas, in a different league yeah. They got change up, they gon' feel a way about me Got my change up, probably got your babe around me They say that I be stuck in my way Shawty, I'm a player, but I don't play no game Cause I be switching bitches on a daily Yeah, they be catching feelings on a daily Yeah, I'ma keep it pimping on a daily Yeah, I ain't looking for no little baby Cause I love all my ladies All my girls across the globe I don't think one could make me Let them all go I be switching bitches on a daily On some G shit, baby They be catching feelings on a daily Tryin' to fall in love, right? I'ma keep it pimpin' on a daily I ain't childish, nigga I ain't lookin' for a little baby <laughs> Why can't I feel anything? Quit speaking, but I might start popping pills again. Back in the trap where I feel real again. I might flip a pack just to feel real again. Yeah. She just wants some fun. I said I'm not the one, but she still wanna fuck me. She wanna kiss and hug me. She wanna keep in touch, but I ain't touchy. I, I, I been on a wave, working through the night and then I'm sleeping through the day. I do what I want because I'm young and cause I'm paid. I get to the money either or any the way, yeah. She spent a whole check on a good time. She might bust it open for some coke lines. Broke my heart and turn into the bad guy. Party while these bitches always villainize me. How we in the trap and singing lullabies. I can never lose and I can never die. I'ma live forever, I can never die. I put it in a sound so I'm immortalized. Why can't I feel anything? Quit tweaking, but I might start popping pills again. Anything to feel again. Back in the trap where I feel real again, yeah. 21, I made a hundred racks by 21, yeah. Busting back, I never run. You ain't the only one in the city with a gun, yeah. If you playing with my mom, I'ma go bananas like a monkey. She spent a whole check on a good time. She might bust it open for some coke lines. Broke my heart and turned into the bad guy. Party while these bitches always villainize me. How we in the trap and singing lullabies. I can never lose and I can never die. I'ma live forever, I can never die. I put it in a sound so I'm immortalized. Why can't I feel anything? Quit tweaking, but I might start popping pills again. A anything to feel again. Back in the trap where I feel real again, yeah. In the trap where I feel real again, yeah. Back in the trap where I feel real again, yeah. All right, we back from the music break. We hope you love our DJ. He's been gone for a while, but he's back to bring you that good, good music <laughs> that make you clap that ass. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. But uh, yo, he gave you that them summer vibes, yo. He gave you them good, that good tunes, um. Speaking about summer, 
Woo! Summer flew. Summer flew by. Like it. I, last week it was May to me. And it's right. just, we already in July. Like yo, go. technically it's not really summer though. Yeah, it's just the it's beginning spring. of summer. Yeah. It's just like the beginning. Like we just stepped into summer. Regardless, them but two months. Summer. Them two months flew, and these next two months gonna fly by too. Like. Uh-huh. Yo, congratulations to y'all two, man. Bean and uh, Moises on the graduation. Thank you, That's thank you. crazy. Thanks, bro. That shit feel great. Congratulations. Bruh, if we're talking about time flying by, <laughs> yo, I remember when y'all were freshmen mm-hmm. and all that. And, you know, to see y'all across the stage and all that, you know, summer 18 is lit for that reason, man. Just like, you know, major accomplishments and all that and mm-hmm. all that, bro. Like, yo, congrats to y'all. That's fire. Thanks, bro. I really do appreciate that. It's been a long time fucking coming. What type of energy y'all niggas trying to bring into the summer? Like, how y'all trying to move? I want to be a messy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a real messy bitch. <laughs> that ass, yo, this is summer of thotting. Like, if you're not hitting my line for that reason, don't hit my line at all. Say, nah, I'm capping. Shorty, if you hear this. <laughs> if you hear this. Disregard everything I said. I'm getting married this summer. Fuck what you talking about. I'm getting married. <laughs> These niggas my groomsmen. I'm getting married. Like man, all I want to do is have fun. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know I want to enjoy my summer. Cause the past what nine months, all I've been doing was working, and I'm just stressed. So anything anybody got, hit me up. Cause I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna try to be there if I can. I need some. I need some fun time. What you be doing for fun? Being a messy bitch. <laughs> You need something outside, right? You trying to step outside? Right? I need something outside. <laughs> Y'all got other plans? Anybody traveling or anything like that? Um, man, I mean, October Fest. Fest. What is it? Uh, no, o- no, OVO, OVO, OVO Fest. Fest. That's oh, what it's y'all called. going to that? OVO Fest. And, um, and uh, what's the other shit? Caribana, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. It's all the same weekend? It is the yeah, same weekend. Same weekend. No, no, no. OVO Fest not confirmed yet. It's usually oh, the same weekend. Oh, though. Yeah, it's it usually is the same weekend, though. That's my birthday weekend, actually. Facts. You know what that mean, right? That means we know what we're doing this summer. We might go out there. I know we know what we're doing this summer. <laughs> Yo, if y'all niggas don't got a Canadian titty in y'all mouth, <laughs> we fell like crazy. Uh, I don't know. What you got planned for this summer, Mark? Man, just uh, you know, grinding, um, you know, working a little bit. I, just, I got my job, and then you know, just kind of like the side hustle thing and all that. So let's go with that. Man, so I actually just dropped a project uh, a couple months ago called Splatter, mm-hmm. which is like a new arts initiative. So the idea came to me in the middle of the night one day in March. It's crazy how it came. I can infer how it came to me. I'm not really sure, but like, cause it came to me in my sleep. But basically, uh, me and my family went out for my mom's birthday. Um, you know, one night, and we had an amazing time. We went on this like, little boat cruise. We were dancing, having a great time and all that. It was an amazing night. And while I was on the dance floor, I was out there dancing. Like I'm like an average dancer. I'm probably like a seven. You know, like. Better than me. <laughs> so I was doing one of them dances. It's one of the older ones. Um, I think it was like the Dougie or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a little rusty. And I saw some guy come out. Anytime I was dancing on the floor, he kept taking his phone out, mm-hmm. right? And he kept, he kept taking like what I thought was videos of me. I didn't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, right, weird. weird as hell, right? Yeah, like, weird. at first I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, I ignored it. And then, like, he kept doing it. Um, and it, it started to, like, fuck up my vibe. I stopped mm-hmm. dancing and shit. And I think I went home, like, probably, you know, just disturbed about that because 
not so much that he was doing it, but more so the fact that I think I started to realize that we can't do anything in our day-to-day life now mm-hmm. without the fear of how we're going to be perceived, right? Because yeah. we know, like, you're seconds away from being able to go viral, Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Anybody can go for it. Anybody can go viral, right? And as I started to think about that and how it applies to, like, your day-to-day life, I feel like a lot of things we do, we start in a filter. Our art... You know, like the things we're involved with, our activity, our expression. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about expression earlier, right? Like these are things that people have and naturally want to communicate, but they don't feel like they have the proper environment to be able to do it for it to be received. So when I think about art itself, um, I think there's a lot of people that are actually creative, that are actually really talented in making art, but only have one perspective as far as what their art should look like or how it should feel or what other people want it to look like, right? So abstract art is one side of it. But like, you know, people normally lean towards other sides of art where it's like realism. So like how accurately can you draw this, you know, whatever it is you're drawing, this body or this shape or, you know, this object. And I wanted to be able to like level the playing field. So when I woke up, I think that was what was going on in my mind when I slept. And when I woke up, I came up with this idea of creating this, arts event that was social in nature so it gave people the comfort of being able to be with their peers to enjoy themselves and have a really good time but also to give them an outlet to express themselves creatively without the judgment in other people yeah and you go to like a sip and paint you go with someone like i know moises could draw right mm-hmm. <clears throat> i would never go to sip and paint with him because he's gonna be shitting on <laughs> he's gonna shit on me right <laughs> like i'm like yo like damn look at his like it looks mad good i know mine isn't really but yo moises is good at maybe realism you know, and like and drawing things accurately, but I could have an ability in abstract art or art that maybe evokes emotion in the audience. And I wanted to get be able to give people a platform to be able to create their work in a space where it was judgment free. There's mm-hmm. no expectations of like, yo, this needs to look like this. It's just, yo, you are putting paint on a canvas, however it is you want. Mm-hmm. So like the idea is how do we turn it into a party while painting? So Put in, you know, again, a DJ to get a set that's really dope. Um, and if you want a milli rock to your to your paint, you do that with <laughs> yeah. squeeze bottles in your hand or paint brushes yeah. or palette knives, whatever like you know art artistic uh, medium you're using. If you want a shoe, you can shoe. Mm-hmm. But it's all about like yo, come here, fuck shit up, make a mess, and express yourself, right? So that the type of work you're making is, or the type of art that you make is all just a manifestation of whatever your physical body movement was. It's kind of fire, yeah. It takes like this, uh, this style of paint from the mid 1900s called action painting, from an artist named Jackson Pollock, mm. and he basically used to like drip and pour paint on his canvas and all that, right? And so it's like taking the foundations of that and adding this social element and this dance element with it, and like basically creating this one big vibe. Like, yo, come out and party, but like really get some things off your chest too. Like, create this artwork where you're able to like express yourself and just move, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and not feel like you're gonna be judged. So people come in, it's an hour time slot, uh, but it's a party before or after your time slot. So it's like, you know, the, we're actually doing one on uh, July 14th um, in Highland Park from 1 to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So there's a time slot from like 1 to like 2.15 and then like 2.30 or, or whatever the times are um, on the event break. But like when people come in, whatever time frame that you are, you can come earlier for the vibe. You can come mm-hmm. and chill or you can stay after after you're done painting and still like get to party and all that. But the hour time frame is for you to get to paint and create that artwork. And after the painting dries, you go home with the painting and all that. Mm-hmm. We get protective gear so that everybody's like covered and all that. But 
yeah, man, it's like multiple vibes to just kind of cool out, enjoy yourself socially, and get to create. Man, that sounds lit. And whoever knew that taking art appreciation would have came in handy. I, I actually knew <laughs> some of them terms. Right. Man, like some media. Some terms. Who Jason Pollock is. Abstract. Yeah. Yo, so what? what's the... Uh, is this for like any age, right? Like anybody could do this. Anybody could do it. You know, right now we're really focusing like that, you know, millennial generation X kind of, you know, age group. So I would say anybody like, depending on the venue we do it at, um, the one at Highland Park is basically open, but there are going to be some that we do that are like in bars, right? And bars and like venues that have like, you know, alcohol and all that served. So in those kind of environments, we're talking about, you know, 21 to... Uh, uh, 35, right? 40 if you feeling like you're youthful. And one more question I got. Um, I know for, you mentioned uh, sipping wine. Mm-hmm. Is there any type of guide or instruction that somebody is displaying? Or is this completely like you're on your own from start to, start <laughs> to end? Like- so we, we have a facilitator, um, you know, that will kind of conduct the session. We have different vibes, you know, as, as the event goes on or as the hour time frame goes on, there'll be kind of different feels. Um, throughout the the experience um, that will kind of help guide the user um, you know to what they should be doing at that time but we definitely have a facilitator that's going to show you know tech- we do we actually start off with the warm-up to kind of get people loose you know feeling good and ready to create freely without judgment and then uh, after that warm-up we have this facilitator that kind of helps guide and give different techniques different ways that you can apply the tools that you have um, so that that way you're not you know set out in the dark, right? Like yeah. We want to make sure that we're giving people enough tools to know how they can create. And then the most important thing is also stepping back, right? And striking that balance to make sure freedom, that, yeah, because yeah, we this all, that's really what it's all about. Like, yo, come out and be free. Um, so we don't want to get be too prescriptive and telling people exactly the way it should be. All right, so uh, where can we find out more about this again? Some more information on Instagram primarily. We're on all social media networks, but I would say Instagram is really the source of truth. So it's at I splatter. So that's I S P L A D R on Instagram. Uh, all information is going to be there. Links will always be in the bio. So if you're interested in learning more, um, definitely check that out. You know, July 14th from 1 to 6 p.m. It's going to be a great time. It's in Highland Park. So Ruckus family, please come out to support. Uh, I think y'all really like this one. How um has the reception been? Like people been fucking with your shit. Like you've been getting people hitting you up. Like yeah. how your friends reacting? It's been dope, man. You know, seeing like friends and family, and you know, all types of people, man. People I haven't been in touch with for a while. I wasn't on Facebook for a long time, and I I got back on and posted it, and to see some of the people that reached out to me, you know, just expressing like what they felt about it, how mm-hmm. they thought it was, you know, it was dope. They were excited about the project. They were coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, those things, I like, really keep, help keep you going because, you know, anyone who's listening, you know, who's out here on their kind of entrepreneurial wave and trying to do something on the side knows that, you know, you'll have days where you'll, you'll run into roadblocks and challenges and it can be kind of, you know, difficult to persevere through them. So, you know, having the opportunity to get people to, like, step in and support you always helps. But with that said... I think the other thing is also remembering that it's a slow grind. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had other products I've worked on in the past, and it's so easy to want that instantaneous, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we got 10,000 followers. Like, yo, that don't come overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, unless you buy it. Mm-hmm. Unless you buy it, right? And then it's like, is it really real love, right? So it's like understanding that, you know, it's going to be a slow build. 
people that are on the ahead of the wave and on time are gonna be here to be able to like receive it early and basically bring that wave into the next generation because you definitely want to be early on this one um because it's going to be something that you know i think will grow and uh you could be you have the opportunity to say that you were on it first and you know that you vibe with it yo i know for like that's pretty cool to hear because like i know for like most black people it's kind of hard to get that support from your friends Cause I I know like with us like with our podcast and shit like you'll have niggas like this is a this is a clear sub <laughs> I'm letting niggas know like I'm giving out smoke today like there's niggas that'll give suggestions about your shit or tell you how what what you should do or how you should move in your shit or with your art form but not listen to your shit like <clears throat> like not like. Like, how are you giving input on something that you do not support? That makes no sense to me. Like, <laughs> if you fuck with our podcast, then you can give me some some shit. But yeah, I know like, who like be listening, listening to this fucking now. podcast. Like, I know who be listening now. to this shit. Like, <laughs> they got a viewer list. It says who who is logged in and who looks at your shit. So I know when niggas listen to our shit and when niggas not listening to our shit. And I appreciate all my niggas that listen to our shit. For the niggas that don't, I know you don't listen to my shit, so don't tell me no shit about our podcast. That's what I got to say about that shit. Word. I can't be late, man. I ain't going to say all that. Like, I appreciate everybody who gives us ideas for our podcast, but what I don't like is the people who say, let me be on the podcast, let me be on the podcast. And then we say no, and then they, then they don't listen to it. Like, that's Word. like, already not supporting. If they give us some information, then they helping us somehow, regardless if if they listen or not, mm-hmm. they helped us get some viewers or something. Like, so I appreciate everybody who's giving us input. Yo, that's that's yo. Now that you say that, that's worse than not listening to it and not saying anything. Fake love, fake, fake love. love. Yo, you down, you down, you supporting. But if I'm not giving you what you want, now you're not supporting. What's the problem? Like, this that's is our one, podcast. Man. Like, this is our. This is our thing. Like, I'm not going into your writing and telling you to remove that line and put my name. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to your pain and tell you to put my face. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, fake love. That's That hurt way more than, than just not showing no love. That if you don't want to listen, you don't got to listen. But don't act like you look like it. That's exactly. Right. That shit is so corny. Like, if you do not listen, that's cool. But do not bring that shit up to me. Like, let's just move past that. All I know is me personally, I support all my friends' artistic shit. Like, you got a fucking blog. I'm reading that shit. You got a song. I'm listening to that shit. You got a poem posted up. I'm reading that shit. Anything that you put up, a painting, any of that shit, I'm supporting all that shit. It's not too much to ask to listen to the podcast. It's not too much. I'm not... This is not me begging for, for listening. You could, you could listen to this shit. You don't gotta yeah, listen to this shit. Matter. But I'm saying, if you, like, really fuck with me, if you really on my side, don't pretend to support me. That's all I ask. Like, don't pretend. Have you seen any of that? Like, this is fairly new, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we came up with the idea in March. So, have you seen any of that fake love? Any of that uh, that surprising unsupport? I think you, you naturally probably will see it, right? I think I think it comes here and there. But you can't let those things... Deter you. Yeah, they can't deter you. You know, like, at the end of the day, everyone has their own timeline. Like, there's things, you know, I mean, I think about how I consume art, right? And there's musicians, there's TV shows, there's movies, right? There's, like, whatever it is, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I was late to, you know what I mean? Because maybe I didn't get it, or it didn't resonate with me, or maybe the headspace I was in at that time just it didn't connect, right? I totally wholeheartedly agree with 
you know, not being fake about it though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, if it's not for you, then, you know, I respectfully yeah. say it's not for you and, and that's all good. Yeah, um, and we can continue to, to vibe. But yeah, you know, pretending I think is, is always tough. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it goes back to that whole sp- slow build that we're talking about or that we had mentioned, right? Like, it, things build slowly, they take time, and, you know, not everybody's going to be on it right away. So, you know, even though you see people here and there that may not um, be with it right away, it takes time. I, I definitely agree. Sometimes it takes some time to, you know, get into something because there's definitely people that they have their blogs and I'm not a big reader. Mm. But, you know, I'm definitely, it'll take me a time. It'll take me a long time. It might take me a year to finally read the post. Mm. But I'm going to read the post. (laughs) But I'm not going to go up to you and act like I've read it or act like it's the best thing ever or you're the best if I haven't read it. I'm going to just say, you know, I haven't read it yet, but, you know, I I really support what you're doing. I think you should keep doing it. Facts. Which is what's perfect, man. I think that's a perfect way to show your support, even if you're not able to actually... Cause not everything is for everybody, but if you could, you know, make that declaration, I think that's that's key. Facts. So fake love. That's that's we just gonna deem that the theme. One of the themes of this episode. Fake love. <laughs> we don't want it. I got fake people showing fake love to me straight up to my face. Words to my boy Drake yes. with that new album that he just dropped. That shit crap. <laughs> Alright, yo. Me personally, I've been telling well, y'all niggas. I could be set up in the seat right there. I'd be hella excited. Yeah, I wish y'all could chill. I've been waiting for this segment. I wish y'all could see Kabeen right now. He fixed his posture. He closed his hands. Like he was at a meeting. Like, oh, man. What, what, I've been telling niggas. How much they niggas. pay you? OVO checks. So right. Oh, yo, you already know it's OVO You be sending them invoices, It's huh? OVO beans, bro. They got to pay me. They got to run up my check. I'm PR. Straight like that. <laughs> I've been telling niggas, <laughs> I've been telling niggas, don't talk to me while I'm still digesting the album. I told niggas, do not talk to me, right? And niggas is still talking to me. <laughs> niggas is still talking to me. Go bump Daytona. Don't talk to me. Like, go listen to some Pusha T. Go listen to Exodus. All of that shit. Don't talk to me. But now I got smoke for niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I digested the album, so now I got smoke for niggas. It's here now. Right? Go ahead. Go All ahead. I know is. The weirdest shit ever to me, I didn't even listen to the album on time. I was playing Fortnite with my nigga Cam. <laughs> I was playing Fortnite when the album dropped. Niggas texting me like, yo, the album dropped, da 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 I'm like, I, I'll get to it. I'm playing Fortnite. Get off Fortnite an hour later after the album dropped. I get on Twitter. I see niggas, da 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 this, da 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 Oh, this shit ass. This shit this. This shit that. I'm like, nigga, I ain't even get through a one through. And niggas is hating on the album already. This shit been on a, out an hour. I explicitly told niggas. If you do not like Drake, do not listen to the album. It's that simple. You don't like Drake, don't listen to the album. You don't fuck with him, don't listen to the album. You're not going to magically start fucking with him after you drop some new music. And niggas still listen to this shit the same time his fans listening to this shit. Mm-hmm. Literally the minute his shit dropped, his haters was listening to this shit the same time. That's mental illness. I'm me. on the I'm fence sorry. though, man. You on the fence? What you saying? Yeah. Like, what do you what do you mean by that? Cause like I feel like I'm I'm halfway right mm-hmm. because even like with everything I'm working on, I feel like artistic expression and all that. Boom! Everybody deserves and deserves that and should have that mm-hmm. opportunity That's to create fact. whatever they put out. Without criticism in a way where, you know, we, we crucify somebody mm-hmm. the way we would like a Drake. With that said, though, most things in art are put out to be critiqued. Yeah. Right? I see so it's like, with that. you know what I mean? And it's like, if it's for consumption and it's out, 
people are allowed to have their opinions, even oh, the people who don't like his music, right? They they if you don't like his music, that's why I, I beg to differ. I mean, why not? It's still mm-hmm. it's still. I mean, you may not be likely to critique it, right? Maybe yeah. it doesn't make sense for you to critique it because we yeah. already know what side of the fence you're on. Uh huh. So maybe from that point, from that standpoint, it's just insanity, right? He's doing the same thing, expecting different results. That's exactly. Drake. You know, you That's don't like weird. Drake. You critiquing it, but it's not invalid for All them I to know critique it or I to give, expect more from his music. I personally give a shout out to any nigga that doesn't like Drake and avoids him willingly, like goes out of their way to not listen to Drake. But niggas that listen to Drake just to hate on him, that shit is so weird to me. I don't listen to. Anybody on like I don't listen to no Chris Brown. I ain't hear none not one of those forty five songs that he dropped on his whack ass album. And I don't even know if it's whack because I ain't listened to that shit because I don't fuck with him. I don't listen to no Nipsey Hustle. I don't listen to no fucking what's his name? The nigga that sing jazz and shit in twenty fifty eight. Like like I don't know. Who that? Anderson Pop. I don't listen to oh, that. Wait, what? I don't give a fuck. I don't oh, listen to no Anderson <laughs> Pop. Oh, Cause this nigga is fucking from the seventies. He's not what? doing anything new or inventive. This nigga is playing jazz music. Like I don't want to listen to that. Like I don't want to listen to that. I honestly, he's don't. mad innovative, bro. Oh. I honestly do not want to listen to that. I can, I can name a whole bunch of artists that I will not listen to. You not? I used to love Lil Wayne, but as soon as I deemed him ass, I'm not listening to Lil Wayne. Even his not, old music. His old music. I listen to his old music. I'm not listening to no new Lil Wayne. I, I got off the cold train for a little bit after For Your Eyes Only. I got through one listen, and I really could not do it because I don't know where he was going with that shit. So I didn't listen to KOD until niggas was telling me, oh, cold back. Fire. fire. KOD. That's when I listened to it. I agree with what Mark said, but I see where Kabeen is coming from. Mm-hmm. Me too. I get that. There's definitely people who specifically listen. They, like, they listen to Drake only for the reason of hating on it. Like, they just know yeah. he's at the top, mm-hmm. and they just want to bring him down. I believe that there's people who, they were clowning the album without even listening to, listening to it. There's There were probably people on Twitter, that night it came out, they didn't listen to a single song, and they just start saying he's trash. Trolling. The album is trash. Trolling. They didn't listen to nothing he said, and they just hate him so much. Hate him, hate the fact that he's on top so much that they're just calling him trash. That's everybody, though. That's that everybody? Cole, yeah. Cole get that treatment. Kendrick right, Cole get that gets treatment. that. Kendrick rarely gets that. That's not true. Kendrick to me is the greatest rapper. I don't he think he absolutely is. I don't think Kendrick so, gets that treatment at all. Yes, he does. He doesn't. To Pimp a Butterfly? Are y'all kidding oh, yeah, me? To Pimp a Butterfly was buzz. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> but it wasn't buzz though. But like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People, it, people were thrown off a little bit, and then as time went on, everybody kind of just conformed to the same yeah. ideas. Like they all knew. Everyone knows it's good. I think people listen to every product he has now with the ears of expecting it to be worse than Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, I mean, you can say that, but I think it's the same way. The same way people listen to Drake and like want to hate. Yeah. I feel like people like want to hear yeah. Kendrick and be like, "Oh, but it's not good, Kid Mad City." Yeah, but damn, he shut niggas up. That's just the problem with yeah. people today. Like no, everybody yeah, expects us that's, to... for Drake. That's rightfully so. When you saying you number one, of yeah, course you, you want to have the people that, that hate you, and it balances out the people that. Only hear it one second and saying it's a classic. It's the best album. Facts. There's definitely people that There's a hear. lot of people that do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah niggas is wilding, but to be honest. It's wild to say an album is a classic within a month of its release. That's just wild to say. But what I can say is that shit is a fucking masterpiece. That shit is like that. He gave niggas what they wanted. Niggas said, oh, Drake has never taken rapping seriously. He always raps a little bit on the album, but he doesn't give us that. 
This nigga gave niggas a whole rap album. 13, 14 songs straight rapping, rapping over beats. So it's just like, you cannot use that argument anymore. Then people were like, oh, we don't want Jamaican Drake. No Jamaican Drake. Like, this nigga's a culture vulture. Da da da. He's appropriating culture. This nigga gave no Jamaican songs on his album. I'm glad. I'm glad. Zero. Zero. Now niggas are saying, oh, we want Island Vibe Drake's. Oh, now we want more ass shaking music. But. Niggas is saying, oh, we didn't want that. So y'all are doing too much shit. It's, it's way too much that he has to... Way too many different types of his fans that he has to appease. So he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. It's a masterpiece. And if you want to come with me, come pull up. <sighs> I just have one critique, man. What? Go for it. About the album or about what could be insane? Drake. About Drake. Go ahead. Drake. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, look, man. Look, the album is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I actually I enjoy rapping Drake. I I like it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm su- like in in any other circumstance other than singing and mm-hmm. most other art mediums. I don't think I could vibe with somebody that doesn't always create their work. That's valid. If I if I met a photographer and I found out that they never took that picture. I'd be like really upset. Mm-hmm. A painter who never painted, like you know what I mean. When you take it out the yeah, realm of music, no, 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 Paul, what, I'm a Paul Drake. That's completely different. Why? Taking a picture is the entire part. Like that's that's like the main thing. I'm assuming you're talking about the writing the lyrics and the performance of the song. So you saying what makes him talented is the delivery of the lyrics that are already written. I ain't gonna say that. No, I'm not gonna no not completely, but he's an artist. He's just saying that's he, not a good comparison. Yeah, it's not a good comparison. Like photography, you're trying to get the picture. Like it's just the picture. Like editing is part of it, but you're looking for the picture. No matter how you look at it, the picture but is But editing a is a major part. It is a major part, but it's the, just like a film. Like no, audio I think the painting was a good example because if you show me a painting yeah. and then I recreate it and it's almost the exact same, that's not my painting. I mm-hmm. painted it, but you could have painted that too. You could have delivered it just as well. Okay. But with painting, you can get something that is exactly the same. You're not going to get somebody singing Drake, Drake's voice. You're you not going to get... Can. I said you exception can. to singing. You no. can. Singing, I don't... That's out. I'm talking about okay. rapping. Okay, rapping. Specifically rapping. Okay, go ahead. Continue. I'm just saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I feel like most, most art mediums, I'd be very disappointed to find out if I thought somebody created it and they didn't. Yeah. If I found out that that wasn't Denzel Washington acting, <laughs> and that was somebody else acting, I'd be upset. You're yeah. valid regardless, yeah. You know what I mean? For me, I'm pretty sure Drake wrote those lyrics because that shit sound like Drake, with the exception of, I want to say, Mob Ties. Mob Ties sound a little bit like Travis or something like that. So that I would good. say he went crazy, but he also shouted out who inspired him on his shit. So I'm pretty sure he wrote whatever. If people did help him, they ha- they are credited on that album, so we could we could get to that role when we get there. So but what just, I'm saying, we just, just forgetting about. Oh the no, past. no, we not forgetting about the past. <laughs> but all I'm saying, when Quentin Miller helped on those tracks, it was mostly, it was mostly hooks. It was hooks. A lot of niggas get their hooks written. I don't care what nobody say. Niggas get their hooks written all the time. Like, like there was not a verse on that that. Quentin Miller wrote a whole thing. Like, there was, there just wasn't. The shit that Quentin Miller did write and he wasn't credited on was on Meek Mill's album because that's just way too much going on. So, like, I don't give Drake a pass on that, but I'm saying on, if you're reading this, it's too late. There was, 
has been blown out of proportion. People try to take the chinks in his armor and make them bigger. Like, that's all, like, people try to do because they know he's at the top and they hate it. They hate him being at the top, and it hurts. I know it hurts. <laughs> I know it hurts. Like, it would hurt me, too, if my favorite rapper wasn't at the top. Like, but he is. So. How do you know what Drake hey. sounds like? I know what Drake sounds like because on songs like 8 out of 10, that shit had a comeback season flow. Like, like even, like, the little ad-libs in it, like, we like to, we like to, we like to. Man, most of the oh, haters don't even know what comeback season is. Yeah, comeback season is... <laughs> Is prime backpack rapping Drake like that was him when he was on his come up when he was super hungry, and he when he was just giving niggas bars. He had one thing where he sung for like ten seconds on it, but it was purely rapping. That was a drum with the uh, with the peacoat, right? Yeah, yeah, with the peacoat when he had the wave. <laughs> when, I, when I seen a random picture on Google, and I was like, "Yo, that's the dude from the grass." That drum was crazy. <laughs> Yo, and even with that. So we'll never know. We'll never know 100% what he wrote and what somebody else wrote. But from what we do know, from what he did wrote, it's so good that, yeah, he got help, but he's still that good. He's still that he's good. Still that His good. pen is crazy because the thing is he's writing for other people too. And a lot of people won't acknowledge that. Like, it's been known that Drake has written for other people, written songs for other people. Like, So it's just like... I feel like people talking out of their ass, but once again, if you want to debate me, Trey XO on Twitter, I got smoke for all you niggas, I promise you. I got one more question about Drake. I Actually, I feel like there's one thing that I, I can respect about his craft, but I feel like I need, I need to ask you. I mean, I'm going I'm to ask you first. Uh, what What is it about his rapping that you think makes it, like, what's so good about it? The thing about his rapping that makes it so good is his charisma, his relatability, his lyrics, his flow is top tier. His right. flow is That's what top I agree on. I just had to see if we agreed. Have y'all so, seen that video that exists on uh, YouTube? What? Can we put the link in that vibe? Can we do that? Yeah, we've never done it. Yeah, we're going to put a, a YouTube link. They better tell them people to give you a nice little, because we're going to get them some viewers. Sponsor, yeah. sponsor, uh, check. I mean, give, give them a little, <laughs> nice little check. There's this uh, YouTube video of uh, a guy who breaks down Drake's flow, and I knew he was nice, and I knew he sounded like he floated mm-hmm. on tracks, but I never understood technically what it was or mm-hmm. how he did it, and they broke it down on like how he starts raps on like the third beat of a bar mm-hmm. instead of it being on beat one or instead of it you know being like on beat four. He starts on like the third bar and it loops into like the next bar, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy. Like it's hard to explain, but he does it in a way where like some of his raps do fit in like bar one through four or like beat one through four but then like he'll mix it up and then in the middle of his rap he'll have like a different uh he'll start his raps on or his lines on a different beat and like the way he he goes back and forth with them is crazy because it's like it's not you it's not predictable right like everybody be like he'd be like Da, 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 da. You see? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. He just be jumping in and it's crazy. He's actually, he knows what he's yeah, doing. He's, he's super talented in that regard, but I don't know who's writing the lyrics, though. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I ain't gonna even get it. I ain't gonna even get into all that because niggas is gonna be upset at me. Niggas already hate me. Niggas already hate me. Yo, so if, you, if he were, obviously it's impossible now, but if it were to be that he had actually wrote every single song that he produced or came out with 
Where is he? Where is he? Top three for you? Top three currently or top three Ever. in the game? Ever? What? What? what flow? We talking about just rappers? I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about everything. All of that. He'd never be in my top three ever. I don't think he'd be in my top three, but he def would be in my top five if he wrote everything. All right. If he wrote everything, he'd be in my top five all time. In my can yeah. we can we find out who the other four people are? Oh, in my top in my personal top five, mm-hmm. it is as far as now is Jay Z, mm-hmm. Biggie, mm-hmm. Nas, mm-hmm. but Nas is a majority because of like Illmatic and like his earlier periods. Stillmatic was fire too. Stillmatic was God's fire. was good. Godson wasn't for me. Like I, I understand it was fire. I just didn't resonate with it gotcha. as much. All right, um, I said three people. Then I want to say Wayne, because when he was on his tear, he was pretty much unstoppable. Yep. And then Kendrick. But Kendrick going to shoot up. Kendrick going to shoot up. By the end of the day, Kendrick definitely going to take Nas' spot because he <coughs> falls more in that in that tier, in that realm. You know, the consciousness, like kicking knowledge and all that stuff. Kendrick's career is just, like, astonishing. Yeah, it's crazy. When you look at... All masterpieces. <clears throat> He's managed to stay incredibly woke and like just like very political mm-hmm. and still be able to be well received. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like a Tupac kind of like reception from like a mainstream um, and his like ability to resonate and talk about real matters, like things that like anyone else couldn't get away with, yeah. but like still get like the attention of like a Jay Z. It's like the craziest combination ever. And then he has like the technical acumen of the best rappers, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Nas's, the the M's, the Biggies. Like that's why to me he's it's just not I, I know a lot of hip hop, you know, day one people get upset when they hear people talk about how great Kendrick is, but it's just no question to me. And I feel like he just can't miss. I feel like he's gonna come back with the fourth album again. That's just like, yo, how the hell did he come back with another classic? Hopefully y'all calling this a classic after y'all listen to it. But we're going to close it out here. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for the support that you guys have given us since we first started. If you want to comment on anything that you heard on the podcast, always remember you can use our hashtag at The Mindless Men on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any social media that you use. Thank you, Mark, for coming on the show. Remember to show him some support for Splatter. The main source was Instagram. Follow at I-S-P-L-A-D-R, Splatter. Make sure you check out the bio. All the information that y'all need is going to be down there. Remember, July 14th in Highland Park. All the fields right there. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Love. All right, and we out. We'll be back soon. Hopefully not too much longer for the A next episode. A lot of gang shit. Gang, 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 gang.